Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, um... We were joined by a couple of the boys from The Heavy. Yeah, nice band. Yeah, good stuff. You'll know some of their songs even if you don't, as you'll discover. <laughs> you'll, you'll see what I mean when you listen oh, yeah. to the conversation. But, uh, yeah, it was good to see them. Uh, we also uh, spoke to uh, Mike Hancock, who is, is the oldest player to have played on one of the country's oldest pitches. Mm. He was a nice lad. He was. And we had a bit of a conversation about various things, Food didn't we? fish, coffee. Yeah, the lot. We had, we, had, yeah, we had a good feed and a nice drink to wash it down. Uh, one that could have killed you and the other one that cost a fortune. <laughs> and here it all is. <laughs> Interesting letters today in the press about the cup final. Oh, yeah. There. This one I particularly like. He said this from Alan Kerr in uh, Tyne and Weir. He said he'd like to applaud the achievement of Manchester City Football Club, the owners, the brilliant manager, Pep Guardiola, and, of course, the fabulous players. They won every domestic football honour this season. I think we know this, really. Yeah, yeah. And I doubt whether this will ever be repeated. Their 6-0 FA Cup final victory over Watford was just devastating and serves as such a great advertisement for football. Yeah, if you like blood sport. <laughs> what a great... That's not really a great advertisement for football, is it, that? Well, the way they play it is. Yes, but, you know, come on, it wasn't much of a game. But this one fascinated me. This was in the Daily Star. Mm. I've read this about four times. It just makes no sense. I don't even know why they printed it. It says, Man City, the Harlem Globetrotters of football, played Watford and made it into the one show. Watford didn't have Millens on the pitch but played on for love of football and pride, says Tony. <laughs> they, they made it. it onto the one show? <laughs> yeah, I made it into the one show. Okay. I don't get that, do you? No, no I don't. And what, what are you talking about melons for? <laughs> because he you said, sure that's not two letters he, they put together he, by accident? He meant millions, but he just spelt it millions, and they never create... Oh, okay, correct right, it's, it. it's tech speak, is it? Yeah. Okay, no, fine. I think it's yeah. millions. He just wanted to say millions. Oh, okay. Millions. Sorry, you confused me there. I know, it's not yeah. really. Um, the, the viewing figures for the cup final were interesting. Actually, they were pretty high. They were something like around 7.4 million on BBC One. Pretty impressive. But what's interesting, though, is afterwards on iPlayer, when people knew the result, there was 1.1 million requests to watch it again. Really? Really. 
You also watch a six 0 and you already know what's happened. We just um, what, what the whole game again? So people well, watch or just watched it in delay. A million that, people watched it in delay. Well, that, that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they just spawned through the goals, didn't they? It really wasn't much of a contest, was it? Not really. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Anyway. I wonder what it, what it used to get at three o'clock. I mean, I'm not mm. in its heyday, but that move to five o'clock as it made a serious difference to how many people uh, watch it. I suppose it has. Mm. I mean, probably it would have been nearer sort of. On that basis, about five if it was a three o'clock kick. Yeah, no, I think it must make a difference because, you know, you're about to get more people later, I would have thought. But who knows? Yeah. Um, and there's a story about the Women's World Cup, the uh, the shirt. They brought out a special shirt uh, for the Lionesses, which is good, really, because, you know, it's cut in the same in the right way and also it has various patterns on it. It yeah. basically um, it has, it's earned rave reviews on online forums and it's said to be a big winner with blokes... And, uh, and of course it isn't really. So it's a typical, Depends what shape they are, really. <laughs> Twitter-led story. One posted, I'm getting a woman's one. It's better than the men's. Another said, loving that deep red. Why don't the men have that? Okay. So there you go. I was uh, on, on uh, social media earlier on. There was a referee, a, a female referee, uh, bemoaning the fact that they don't have kit made for them. That uh, she has to go out and do games. Uh, it's the players get looked after, but she was struggling to find refereeing kit that was that was kind of cut for a woman. Oh, that's odd, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you think they would? You'd like to think they'd deal with that, wouldn't well, you? You think you would? Really. The companies? Yeah. Okay, that make this. Stuff. You could have it. You know, she could buy a men's one and have it tapered, but she shouldn't. Well, have why to should do she? That. Why should she have why to do that? Why should she have to do that? And there's been a lot of talk about uh, squads being selected in the Cricket World Cup, and obviously players are disappointed. And yeah, we're going to chat about that in a moment. Yeah, of course, but the Pakistan uh, World Cup squad was selected yesterday, and they left out Junaid Khan for Mohamed Amir, who's yeah. a wonderful bowler. And Junaid Khan is a great one-day bowler, but didn't bowl well in this series. In fact, he was pretty poor, really. Uh, he played the price for two indifferent displays. And his reaction to it is, I don't know if you know the act, Tape Face. Do you know that act? Yeah, the, the boy with tape, boy on, with his tape face. on his face. Yeah. That was it. He just did a piece of gaffer tape over his face. Gaffered up his mouth. And then oh, yeah. published that photo. Well, he said, I don't, I don't want to say anything. Truth is bitter. Um, so I think he has said plenty without <laughs> saying anything. You tape your mouth up and said, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> That's not You're clearly not delighted to have been left out, <laughs> are you, did, really? really yeah. So, yeah, I did see that. And, uh, yeah, there's some good races on this afternoon at Brighton. Oh, right? yeah. The 2 o'clock, the Clodhoppers and the Donovan Newlyweds Classified Stakes. Yeah, nice. And at 4.10, the Rag and Bone Man's here live on July the 27th Handicap. <laughs> It's more an advert than a race. Oh, yeah, it, really? I'm, I'm reading between the lines. I'm guessing Rag and Bone Man's playing there on July. The, what was it, 20 what? 27. 27. Let's give him a free advert. Fantastic. Uh, I'll bring you news of the Fugo fish later. Uh, what, what, what's, what's this? This the one you got rules be... for the preparation of fugu fish. Well, in this Japan. this is breaking news. You've got to be so careful how you cut it because if you cut it wrong, it's toxic and it can kill you. That's can't right. It? Yeah. Although some people do quite like it, just a touch, just a touch of the poison. Apparently, really? Oh yeah, I'll tell you about do it. Do you like a touch of the poison? Not really. No. <laughs> Not generally. <laughs> Or it's, ever. It's some responsibility, <laughs> isn't it? If you are, if you're a, a sushi chef, yeah. and uh, your job is to prepare this thing that could ultimately kill you if you put the wrong bits in, yeah. and you say, uh, "You're right, John." Oh, no, I had every night last night. You know, be honest, I've had two hours kip and I had about seven. I'm all over the shop, really. So uh, do you, you do the. F oh yeah, I'll do the food. Don't worry, I'll be fine. Hand over one eye. It's. It's. I mean, it's not like you know. Japanese people don't get drunk like that. Well, I don't know. But I bet they do. Eye. I bet they do. Oh, do they? I no, suppose you they may do. be able to find yeah. some. You just hang, with, hang out with the wrong Japanese the street, people. Though. You don't when you're in Tokyo. You don't see people falling about all over the street. You know, 
Really? As you do They probably do it in private. Yes. Cutting up toxic fish for each other. <laughs> anyway. Any kind of, kind of game of fishy Russian roulette. <laughs> Fugu can be served in restaurants only by a chef trained to remove the liver, ovaries and testes, yeah. which contain a deadly poison called tetrodotoxin. Yeah. Uh, some 300 people have been poisoned by Fugu over the past uh, decade, and three have died. So, only, well, I say only three. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> you know, but still. <laughs> you threw that away, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah. It's not really good, really. Just and three. They, Fugu lovers say the presence of a small amount of poison and the tingling sensation which it produces in the lips and gums enhances the pleasure of eating the fish. Really? The less enjoyable effects include numbness, vomiting and coma. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Good, so I, I think I'll forego <laughs> the slight <laughs> Leslie ashing of the lips yeah. uh, on the basis that I won't die and slip into a coma. Leslie ashing. Yeah. So, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So we salute uh, Mike Hancock, uh, who was not just the oldest player on a pitch in a recent game, but he was the oldest player on the oldest pitch. He was playing for old Boltonian, old Boltonian vets, and mm. they were playing on the uh, Tower Street pitches in Chapel Town, which have been used since 1873. So a double whammy. Old player on an old pitch. That's great. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, sir. Sorry to call you old. I mean, it's all in, it's all in the mind. And the great thing is, you're a right back. I love the fact that you're a 70 year old right back. I mean, do you get up and down the channel, do you? <laughs> yeah, I think the term is wing back, actually. A wing back? That. Yeah. <laughs> have you always played continually? I would imagine you yeah. have, yeah. It'd be yeah, hard to give yeah. it up for about 20 years and Very, come back. Well, it, it, you know, your Saturday afternoon suddenly becomes sacrosanct, don't they? And. Uh, um, it's like a drug, isn't it? Really. So, is this is it a Saturday afternoon team that you play for? They play play three o'clock. Yeah, Saturdays? we um, old Boltonians have got four teams in the Lancashire Amateur League. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, they've been very successful. Um, I've played for um, basically mainly the the lower teams, and I ran one of the teams for about seven years. Mm. Um, but eventually, we formed a vets team. And that's when we started to have a bit of success. But well, that was 25 years ago. <laughs> do you have the old vets and the young vets? I know a number of clubs do because it's kind of quite a broad church, isn't it, really? You can get people of about 38, 39 playing against people in their sort of mid to late 60s. Well, that was it. Uh, it's a good idea, that. But um, when I started playing, uh, the age was over 35. Hmm. Um, and I watched a, a tournament on Saturday up at, uh, up at Turton, up at our ground. And that was supposed to be a vet's tournament. But there were some of our lads over 35 were still playing the first team. So, yeah, yeah you're right. That's probably a good idea. We should have another cutoff, maybe, what, 69? Yeah, that's it, 69 <laughs> and over. Yeah, you'll be, yeah. The, you'll be the star. I was having a chat with my son recently. He's about 37, and he was saying to me, he's starting to feel, he still plays regularly, 11 aside, but he's starting to feel, you know, he's playing against 22-year-olds. I mean, have you noticed over the years a sort of decline, or do you feel you're as good as you always were? Uh, yeah, certainly. There's bound to be a decline. In fact, um, uh, yeah, that's an obvious question. Uh, well, one of the, one of the one of the things was that uh, you know when you're young and you're, you're invincible, really. You know, you get a knock on a Saturday and you 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 you're fit to play the following Saturday, and then gradually, you know, in your thirties, forties, maybe fifties, you get a knock on a Saturday, and about three weeks later, you're thinking, well, maybe I should give it a go. Uh, but we we we've got a great setup at the old bolt. Um, we were always able to train, uh, use the school facilities. This is Bolton School. It's a, it's a very old, respected, um, independent school in Bolton. Um, so we've been supported by them. In fact, the Old Boltonians Association actually own the pitches. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the thing is that I've also been able to continually, you know, go to the gym and so on. 
uh, and keep re- relatively fit. But I was just saying that in 2000, end of 2015, we had one of these vets tournaments where I played two games the same day. And then during the week afterwards, I had horrendous pains and I went to see the uh, consultant. And he said, well, what do you want? Good news or bad news? I said, I love the bad news. He said, you need a new hip. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm still I'm still playing on. Not had the new hip yet, but I think it's uh, it, it's fairly imminent. It's not far off. Is, no. Do you find is it as much as the the thing you notice is recovery times? As I say, I, I sort of play once a week, and now as I get older, I find Saturday mornings I, I kind of get up. I'm walking like Count Arthur Strong, you know. I'm just, <laughs> I just yeah, yeah. with that sort of walk to the loo the first thing <laughs> yeah. in the morning, and it you know you start to seize up during the night after you've played a game. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that generally happens around about uh, in your sixties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not well, I'm not quite there yet. I must oh well, say. okay. Uh, uh, one thing yeah. we haven't established was that the oldest pitch, oldest person was was that yeah. a coincidence or just something? No. Um, okay. Well, it is a coincidence, but I mean, uh, I, there is uh, a huge tradition there because, uh, in fact, story goes that um, the uh, one of our guys about thirty years ago, uh, one of the fathers of the uh, one of the players was wandering around the edge of the pitch and, and he saw in the long grass uh, an old one of these old rollers, you know, these old metal rollers um, with the ornate uh, handle and ornate yeah. ironwork on it and had a date on it, 1863. Wow. Uh, no, 1873. And, and he actually sort of struck him, hang on, you know, that's a bit early for football. And he went and delved into the history. Uh, and that's how we sort of established that it, it basically is that the oldest football pitches that have been continually played on. Wow! Well, so mm. you know that was a forerun that was before the football league. In fact, mm. um, the people who started the club it, it originally it was Curtin FC, which because in the in the in the Turton area near Bolton, um, the schoolmaster started the team, uh, and Turton FC um, Bolton Wanderers sort of formed from from out of Turton FC they split off so there you go wow so you're gonna you're gonna keep playing uh no plans to retire just yet well I'm thinking of having the hip done but on the other hand uh some of my mates have started playing walking football oh, yeah. uh, quite oh, successfully yeah. yeah and there's a good uh that was started up here by I think by a chap in Berry, but uh it, it's well established up here around the Bolton area um so I'm thinking of a go at that that much. I just want in walking football. If you're on right back, one of the players, the midfield players, puts the ball into space down the the, the yeah. right flank, and you're walking towards it, <laughs> yeah. and your wingers just alongside you, walking with you to try. Who's going to reach the ball first? It, it must, must be quite. It must be weird as a wide player, winger or a wing yeah. back playing yeah. walking football, wasn't it? Yeah, strange. Uh, it will be. I think one of the, one of the biggest problems would be not to run after it so that yeah. you know you're going to restrain yourself <laughs> we had a caller once finally Mike on the show and uh, they, they, I don't know what you're going to do with the old hip but what this golf club did uh, they uh, they one of the guys had a hip replacement and they put the hip on a plinth and then they played for it the vets played for it uh, <laughs> oh. every season so it could be the Mike uh, Hancock Hip Cup, couldn't it? That could be a little a little vets tournament you could Beautiful. have at the club. <laughs> yeah, if we had the tournament, I presented the prize. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> bit macabre that, but there we are. Anyway, a good good to talk to you, Mike. All the best. Thank Keep up the good work. Well done, Mike. Thanks a lot. Thanks there we for are. Okay. Still going strong at seventy years old. Seventy years young. Really, still playing football, which is a great advert. I think you do it all the all the time you can. You should of course, you should do. It. Absolutely. Have you tried the walking football, Andy? I imagine you quite enjoy love it. a bit I of mean, that. I, I would enjoy. It. I played. Christmas Day, I played uh, out, played a bit of outfield as well. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, not too Still bad. Still enjoy it. Still enjoy it. He's right though. You get a knock. That's it. You're done for weeks and weeks. Yeah, yeah.
hands of a cricket. I mean, you'll, that's why when we play, uh, when we're doing an OB during the, and we're not talking about it. We're doing well. Why not? Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, we're doing an OB for one of Green King's pubs. You are. We're going to play a game. We'll give you yeah. more information about it. But, uh, but I, normally I would have been practicing beforehand. Yeah. But I know if I practice beforehand, I won't be able to walk on the day. So I'm just going to sort of warm up and, and bowl now. Hopefully. The next two days I'll suffer, but you know. Well, that's right, a bit of live cricket on the show. You're oh, going to be playing, aren't you? That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, we've got a around star-studded lineup. Very kind for one of the boys that played football with Mickey. He says, "I thought you played like you seized up." It's great, isn't oh, it? Very harsh. He's going to get a kick next time I see him. <laughs> yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. The stories involving Emmerich Mkhitaryan not travelling uh, to Baku for the final um, because it would appear that his safety cannot be guaranteed uh, as an it's Armenian. It's poor. It's, just well, not, it's not acceptable. The reaction, yeah. I mean, uh, Gunner Blog, for example, on Twitter, much followed by uh, Arsenal fans, says, uh, I will be more proud of my club for boycotting the Europa League final than for winning it. Which is uh, such a big call, though, for Arsenal. You know, you can imagine. But I think a lot of I mean, Arsenal fans would very... feel like that. There's been talk about. Yeah, but look a at boycott. the difference between being in the Champions League and being in the in the Europa League. You know, the, a in terms of revenue, in terms of how it affects your season. That would be a big call for Arsenal to do that. You know, it's not Arsenal's fault. I mean, I I get the idea of the boycott, and it's called for Chelsea to join them. But you know, it's not Arsenal's fault that UEFA have decided stupidly to have this thing. It's a bit much to ask them. But then they to get do it. almost by doing this, they get a free pass. They play it. They play the tournament in a place where you can you can barely get to it. You can't. Have no, it's get, a, absolutely ludicrous. And then you decision. get a player, you know, who no, doesn't feel he, he can play there safely. The same thing happened when they played Carabag. Yeah, it's completely it? unacceptable. But 
you know, what are you going to do? It would be a big sacrifice for Arsenal. It would be a great moment of principle, and if you know that would be wonderful, and people would admire them for that. But you know, in your experience, do football clubs do that? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> pr- probably not. But uh, you know, that is the strength of feeling I think among some Arsenal fans, and, and you know, it, it doesn't feel right that a player can't go and play a game in, in a country where there's a European right. final. It's absolutely being not right. Leaves a bad taste. I agree. So uh, we should read Nathan Richardson's tweet out because he did both. We? What he's oh yeah, Nathan. Sorry. Yeah, he says um, I did. I only mentioned earlier on that um, uh, Graham Potter. Uh, one of the things he did while mm. he was at Ostersons was to you know because he, he you know he, mm. he's a big believer in kind of managing the man, not the player, and uh, he he did various That's things good. at uh, Ostersons, including a bit of Amdram for his players, getting them to do a bit of acting. Why not? Um, and he said he won't be. Pushing it that far at Brighton, he said, if the boys are on their sunbeds, get the message through to them. I won't be making them do that. And I said, well, they could always do the old David Mamet play, uh, Glenn Murray, Glenn Ross. <laughs> Good. And I thought we wouldn't get any more of those. But Nathan says, they could do a bit of Shakespeare, beware yeah. the Ides of Solly March. Yeah, they could, I, Nathan. They could. Thank you. I've yeah. got Hove Alone and Hove Alone too. <laughs> That's that's good. We like that. Yeah. Okay. They could uh, do little productions uh, of those, couldn't they? Why not? Good. Anything else? Yes. Uh, I've got news of a very very expensive cup of coffee. <laughs> okay. So I know we've we often talk about these things on the show during the off season, mm. and uh, this is a cup of coffee that uh, from Clatch Coffee in California. Okay. Which is six? Is it sixty five quid a cup? Yes, sixty eh? quid. Yeah. Sixty-five quid. <laughs> yes, Clash Coffee is serving the exclusive organic single-source fair trade brew, the Alida Natural Geisha Eight Hundred Three, at its branches in Southern California and San Francisco. The cup's name refers to a record-breaking eight hundred and three per pound for the beans sold at a recent auction after winning the Best of Panama Coffee Competition, which I maintain is sport. Really? Are you, are you, uh, what's the most you would spend on a cup of coffee, Andy? And you're a bit of a coffee snob. Well, but you wouldn't spend 65 quid, would you? I think you spend a tenner on a bar of chocolate now and again. But, <laughs> Three or four uh, quid. I mean, the be- for me, for me, that's Brian... That's the going rate. You're, you're basically spending the going rate. <laughs> well, for me, the best coffee in London by a long way is Bar Italia. Still is Bar Italia in London's Frith Street. Yeah. And uh, that's, an, that's no, no more expensive than anywhere else. It just happens to be brilliant. And they've got the old... Gadget machine from the late fifties. They've got the yeah, old. It makes a big difference. The oh, old, sensational, yeah. marvelous. But uh, that, that would be my recommendation. I wouldn't pay sixty-five quid. But I'm looking at their website, Clatch, and Clatch, uh, Clatch. Yeah. and uh, there's some wonderful uh, sort of contributions on the forum. Oh yeah, uh, James has written. He says, "Wowzer, I got my first espresso uh, club shipment today, and wow, I'm already blown away. Beautiful, rich Kramer." And so flavourful and smooth. Kramer. <laughs> yes, that's the top bit. Yeah. Okay, right. Um, I got the Columbia Roasters, Andrew, and it's fantastic. The only reason I'm giving it four stars, it's not the best one I've had from Clatch. Well, I it was pre- only 40 quid. <laughs> I prefer the crazy goat blend. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> we do. Um, we're off to the pictures tonight, aren't we? Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to we're that. We're going to see uh, a documentary uh, about Diego Maradona made by uh, Asif Kapadia, who made Senna and Amy, so mm. a, a great pedigree. I think what's interesting about these documentaries that he makes is the fact that they don't use talking heads. Yeah. 
which is this sort of easy way to do it, but it's it's cut together. It's much harder, the challenge he sets himself, yeah. to tell a sort of narrative story without people saying, oh, Diego was a lovely lad, you know. And yeah, like yeah, I said to him, he came and he came and he sat down, he said, so, I said, do you want to join Sheffield United? Yeah, yeah, and he said, sort of I wouldn't mind, I'm only 16. I'll come... I'll, I'll, <laughs> don't know why he spoke in a Yorkshire I'll, accent. I yeah, it doesn't, it's not really a Yorkshire <laughs> yeah. accent. It could be he picked up the accent very quickly, Diego, yeah. that was his thing. Now, this is the manager, this is the manager who nearly oh, signed yeah, him, of course. Yes. With Dean and I, says uh, Mark in Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, well Very done, Mark. Good. One of the other shows that Graham Potter <laughs> could do. Now we can't. I don't know how much we can tell you. We'll find out tonight how much of it is embargoed. And mm. um, so, if we can tell you about the film tomorrow, we will. If we can't, we'll tell you as soon as we can, and we'll try and get he's, the guys. He's in. on his way, Diego, to Cannes. I see. Yeah, yeah they've, it's it's gone down a storm apparently. Mm. As as a film I got to see last night. I went and saw a preview of Rocket Man. Oh yeah, the John film. Mm. And uh, it's excellent, yeah. Very I think good. it was about Stern John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, yeah. Well, it could be about, no, it was good. Mm, good. I, I, I do recommend it. It was. I, I, I thought it was going to be a straight up and down biopic, a bit more like mm. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's not, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of effectively a musical. It's a bit of a hybrid of the two. It looks good, it sounds it's, good. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know... Uh, have you seen The Queen? Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes, I have, yeah, yeah. I, it's a, a, but again, it's the central performance... Uh, uh, Taron Egerton is fantastic in it. Mm. So if you like Elton John's music, you can't go wrong. That's got a great cast. And uh, it's sort of now and again, this sort of throwback, even little shades of Tommy, the old mm. Who. Remember the Tommy? Because yeah, he course, was in yeah. that Elton, oh, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Pinball Wizard. But a couple of moments in the family home in the 50s, got a little, even little sort it's, of echoes of that. You're listening to Simon Mayo and Mark Camogie. No, it's, it's clearly not. <laughs> but uh, it's good. Um, yeah, no, it's good. I, I'm going to go any more yeah. in depth than that and to tell you that it's, uh, it, it's uh, a good night out and uh, fairly warts and all. Mamma mm. Mia, it is not. <laughs> in terms of, uh, it's kind of Elton that is uh, when he completely lost the plot, really. <laughs> And uh, got up to all sorts, which they uh, don't spare you. So, but it's, mm. it's it's very good and a brilliant central performance. So, yeah, if you get a chance, go and check it out. Good. Now, what's his name? I've got it here. Uh, Alan in Bolton. He wrote <clears throat> to the Daily Star today saying Charlotte Hawkins off GMB looks stunning. Off GMB. Oh, I love it, don't you? Off GMB. Off GMB. Yeah. Looks stunning at the Baftas recently. Please, can we see a pic of the highly attractive presenter? <laughs> oh, just Google it. <laughs> yeah, if you're that, say if you're desperate. that desperate. You wouldn't think that gone are the days when you have to go to a national newspaper <laughs> and ask them to print a picture of somebody. <laughs> really, when you can get instant. Well, I mean, mm. I mean, in terms of looking at that picture, you can get to it very quickly, can't you? Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, got, I might have something else for you, Andy. Let me have a look. Oh, you know, I'm a bit worried about Anthony Joshua. All I'm saying is, uh, Eddie Hearn never lose him because he is a promoter's dream. Because hmm. what tends to happen is that a promoter lines up uh, a fighter and the fighter says, he's a bum, I'm going to knock him down, it's only going to last the round. But hmm. not Anthony. Oh, Very yeah. much aware. I mean, this is a man that is covering his a disappointment in who he's going to be fighting for his first big fight in hmm. America incredibly well. Um, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. is not in the greatest shape physically, I would say. <laughs> he's very isn't. much the before in the yeah. before and after picture. <laughs> oh uh, but um, Anthony says, it's not yeah. about what you look like, it's a craft, a skill, and what's in your heart and your head that matters. Andy has shown uh, he has all that and can fight and box. That's what matters. I think Andy is a great challenger and will bring it on the first. He's, he's honestly a promoter's dream, <laughs> really? is AJ. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
Uh, that's the heavy from their new album, Sons, and uh, we would listen to some tracks earlier on, and uh, that was the one that we all... We said, yes, start with that one. We love that Good, one. Uh, better as one, and uh, from the band, uh, Kelvin Spencer are here. Good afternoon, guys. Good to Good see you. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're really, we're really enjoying it. All of us were playing the album uh, earlier on, and uh, how long has that one been in the works? When was the last album? Oh, it's been a couple of years, I think, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Only a couple of years. It took us three years to make that album. Yeah. Though. And wow, so really? this this album it took us about a year. Do you feel more kind of responsibility album. with with success? I mean, how does it how does it tend to work? You know, this the expectations that much greater, isn't it? I suppose because you know you got following people like your stuff. Well, there is that, but you know, you just got to make sure that you write better songs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, and I think we've been pretty lucky. You know, our our music gets used quite a bit in film and TV, so mm. we kind of have that luxury of time. And reflection, you know. So yeah. hopefully this album is sounding pretty tough. Yeah. Pretty yeah. 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 Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like a really, really cool kind of solid piece of work. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's quite a broad sort of set of influences, really. When you listen to your stuff, that mm. sort of comes absolutely. into the mix, isn't it? Um, I think like, I, I remember when we were very early on on the first album. I think one of Kelv or Dan said they just like the idea of the albums being like mixtape. So it's just a, a whole variety of. Of influences from everyone in the band. Yeah, yeah. There's one. That's, there's, well, there's a track on the album that's very kind of quite sort of sixties rocky. There's one that's a bit Prince-like. You know, there's kind yeah. of there's oh yeah, of, absolutely. Lots of yeah. different sort of sort of moods. Well, that's what it used to be like in in our in our house. You know, there used, yeah. to, there used to be rock. There used to be rock steady. There'd be bebop. There'd be rock and roll. You know, so yeah. it's kind of yeah, you know. And then I kind of found hip hop when I was like nine years old. So it's like it. All of that is kind of in there, as mm. well as you know the influences yeah. of everybody else. And yeah, your plan has different. Sorry. No, I was just everyone has different. You don't just listen to one sort of music. No, of course yeah, not. Of course. You don't want to pigeonhole yourself by just doing the one sort. Of, no, no, sort of style. And you're playing tonight. Yes, yes we are. We are. Tonight. Yeah. yeah. Any yeah. tickets left? What are you, what are you going to do? By the way, he's trying to jump on. I like touting. Well, just because people were here and think that's good, I'm going yeah. to get along there. Uh, uh, it's it's it, unfortunate. It's sold out tonight. Yeah, it? okay. It's sold out yeah. tonight, and uh, you know we'll play Bristol next next week as well. Next and that's week, sold yeah. out. But we, do, but we do have tickets for the yeah the the autumn, the, the autumn tour. I think there's, there's tickets. That's only just been announced. I think that went up on the on the Instagram yesterday. So that's yeah, good. It's, it's still dates. you've become sort of festival favourites. Are you doing a lot of festivals this summer, or we're doing one? Oh, okay, <laughs> 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 we're doing one. Festival. We're doing one, but we are doing Hyde Park. So oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, that'll be fine. And the American, uh, we we were watching uh, a bit of old footage of you on uh, Letterman. Oh right, okay, and yeah. uh, he was what a reaction when he when he likes oh, you. Yeah. No comedians have gone on there, and when he likes you, he gets you back, and he does like you, and he liked you boys, didn't he? I mean, a couple really of times, well, it, he said, "Well, just keep playing, funny. You got another song, or <laughs> when, when it, you play that one again?" It was a bit ridiculous because he'd never done that in the twenty odd years that he'd been doing it with, with any band, you know. So for us to kind of go on there, it was it was ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, I think I think people assumed that it was kind of pre-planned, but. It absolutely <laughs> wasn't. So we finished and we're like, okay. And with us being from Britain as well, we yeah. were just like, yeah. oh, right, he just wants us to play again. Okay. <laughs> we didn't realise how yeah. how big that was. Yeah, sure. Was like, yeah. The yeah. amount of bands he'd had on that show over you know, 20 Pretty plus cool. years. I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a great honour, isn't great. it? Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a great fantastic honor. thing to do. Yeah. Um, we're gonna, you mentioned that some of your stuff gets used a lot in sort of uh, TV and film. Uh, we're going to play a, a, a little snatch of one of your songs. I think everybody will, will, will be aware of it. Have a listen mm. to this. Yeah. 
So when it, when it so first starts, yeah, when it first starts turning up in sort of advertising and movies and stuff like that, I mean, is it? It must be a bit. Must be a bit weird, isn't it? The kind of calls are coming in to ask permission to use it for this, that, and the other. It was the fighter, wasn't it? It was, used yeah, it, it was the fight. Yeah. Well, it was the Kia ad after oh, we sorry, played Letterman. Yeah, absolutely. And the, they had a Kia ad for the Super Bowl that year. Mm -hmm. And it was voted the best advert throughout the Super Bowl weekend because you know they do that whole sure. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was voted the best ad of that weekend. And then after that, uh, the fighter used the it. The fighter used that was the first film to use it. Yeah, it was in. Yeah. I think it was in the actual film and the yeah. trailer as well. And they kept on using snippets of it throughout the whole of the yeah, film, which was which was incredible for us. Have you yeah. had sort of? Do you have favourite places? It's been. I mean, sometimes you know you get really incongruous music, like in sort of Bargain Hunt or something like that. <laughs> They'll suddenly play <laughs> on Antiques Roadshow. So you think, yeah. Antiques Roadshow. You know what I mean? I would love it if it was on Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been on Under the Hammer or something. So, yeah, yeah. Homes it's under, been on Homes Under the Hammer. Have, it would have been. So, I mean, you've probably got favourite uses of it. Maybe mm. Quentin Tarantino rather than Homes Under the Hammer, possibly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> 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 don't, don't mind Dion Dublin you using it. So, you are you're football fans as well, purview, is that right? Well, yeah. well this fan is. Cal's oh, okay. yeah. just un, unaffiliated, but a yeah. football fan. I'm unfortunately yeah. at the moment a Manchester United Manchester fan. Manchester United fan. Do you, do you get the games? Say, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've just got my season ticket for next season, so I, I sort of got swept up with the enthusiasm when Ole was appointed and we had that good run of games. So, yeah. That was um, helpful for the season ticket sales. I yeah. think it, it definitely boosted them. Yeah, they were calling a lot, actually, for me. Yeah, are you, are you having sort of buyer's regret now? Do you feel that maybe they shouldn't have given him the gig now? I think it's impossible to... It's one of those that everyone thought Mourinho was the right man for the job and then... It turned out that he wasn't. So everyone's saying, "Oh, he's not the right man." It's like, well, he hasn't really had a stab at it yet. He's only no, just he's getting into his first transfer window. So. You'll know next year pretty soon. I we'll know pretty soon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but you've got to give him a couple of seasons, though. Are they never going to do that? <laughs> no, they're yeah. not, are they? Yeah, yeah, I, can't, can't I, I just, I don't know. I love him. He's obviously a club legend. I wish they'd stop talking about the history of the club and what they've done. On yeah. I think they need to just break the Manchester yeah, United way. It's getting, yeah, it's yeah. becoming a bit of a, a dirty yeah. phrase for me. It doesn't mean anything to current players. I don't think it does. I think some of the, you know. the the players that have come through it, it maybe care more about the club mm. than some of the higher paid ones, shall we say. Uh, little did we think Jose's legacy was going to be to raise the community shield to, <laughs> to the point where <laughs> Manchester City are the formidables and oh, not yeah. just the team that got the treble. Because apparently, I mean, it's, it's only Jose who that, that, that cared a, a jot about it, really. Mm. And now suddenly it's it's there. Well, Everybody's getting winner, excited about it. isn't he? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I've heard, yeah. I mean, City are amazing at the moment. And, and Liverpool as well. It breaks yeah. my heart to say it. But those two have set the bar for everyone, haven't they, really? Yeah. I mean, that gap between second and third is, what, 20-odd points? I think, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's difficult. It's so going to be a catch-up. No but... affiliation for you, and can no one particular club you follow? You just sort of... No, no affiliation for me, I'm afraid. You know, I kind of grew up in a house where everybody, you know, I'm one of 11, so everybody had a favourite football team. And I right. remember being with Liverpool for, you know, a lot of my youth. And I just kind of... <laughs> I used to get so annoyed with seeing everybody just... Being so down on a Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it does miss like, you, right. and it really wasn't affecting me so much. So I love football, but mm. I don't support. The it team. does mess with your life. It's true. It, it does, does affect, especially this man here. Blimey, <laughs> blimey! I've <laughs> 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 seen somebody. Who are you? Uh, Chelsea. He's Chelsea. Oh, I'm. Oh, I'm, right. I'm, I'm final to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, we both have. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Who's going to win? <laughs> well, that's a very, yeah, you're not that confident, well, are you? They're taking it very seriously. I was they're playing a practice match and everything. They've got a manager that's won it three times. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
And it means more to them because, you know, we're already in the Champions League. So Just it, get it, that one in there. So, the new album, Sons, is, uh, is out now uh, by the uh, Heavy. We're going to play out with uh, another track. We're going to play the simple things we, uh, we're going to oh, play. Nice. Okay. Bit different to kind of show the kind of breadth, really, uh, mm. uh, of the album. So, lovely to meet okay. you, fellas. Thank you very much for coming. Okay. Thank Thanks you for very, very much. Good to see you. So, uh, yeah, new album uh, by the Heavy, uh, Sons, is, is out now. Thanks to Kelv and to Spencer. Of your love, love, there ain't no misbehaving. Cause time after time, I tell myself I'm better. Time after time, evil tests my every pressure. Time after time, I'm making life you want me. Cause my heart can't bring it. If my You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. Uh, that was uh, this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow from 1. We'll have Tim Vickery, South American correspondent. He's uh, over on a bit of a flying visit to the UK. He'll join us in the studio. So until then, thanks for downloading us. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 